just like cooking. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing coaching. I was just giving them the ball. We're getting pressed. <laughs> killing. So my uncle's like, yeah, man, just, you know, who cares? You know, it's not going to be nothing. Just take these uniforms. It's been fair game after that. Oh, we just been rolling. He set me up. All right. All right, just started recording. All right, ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Welcome to another episode of Expand Your Brand. A little bit of a, a different atmosphere today. Austin and I are doing Zoom. I've been feeling a bit under the weather, so we're going to do some a Zoom episode for you guys and make our picks. And then once we make our picks, we'll hop into our interview with Expressions Elite, um, Expressions Elite AU coach Joseph Saunders. We had a coach Saunders on on Friday night, so very exciting stuff. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm excited to dive into this bracket and uh, see what we come up with. Right. Yeah. I know it's going to be super exciting. We have some great stuff. Um. Uh, you know, coming up the the tournament's right around the corner. It's tomorrow. Super excited for the NCAA tournament to start for us and so we have going on. Um. Remember, you guys can also sign up on Golf News RI. Um. You, as you can see in my screen, you can see that I'm on the Golf News RI Yahoo bracket bracket. You guys can make your picks here, sign up. Winner gets um, a swag bag of some Golf News or I merch and everything. So it'd be, be great to have uh, you guys sign up. We have about 11 members right now. We'd love to get that up to about 20 or 30. So definitely feel free to sign up, guys. Mm -hmm. All right, Austin, let's get into it. I mean, we had a crazy uh, week with, you know, all, I mean, last week was all the conference tournaments. It was a crazy week of conference tournaments and anything that was going on. And now we're 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 here. We're finally in March. We're dancing. Everyone's dancing here. So we got we got our tournament coming up. I think you know we'll make our picks here live. Um, as you can see, I got my bracket cleared. Austin has his bracket in front of him as well too. Um, so we'll we'll make our picks and we're gonna go. Um, we'll start with the South region first. So we'll start South. We'll start with the overall number one seed, which is Alabama versus. I think that's Southeast Missouri and uh, Texas AMs at uh, Corpus Christi. So uh, first okay. 16. So one of those two, who are you going to go with that on that pick? I'm going with Alabama on that one. Yeah. That seems like a pretty, pretty easy, easy pick on that one. I'm going to go Alabama as well. Uh, yep. <laughs> our next, next up we have in that same in the South region with the eight, nine C with Maryland versus West Virginia. Um, you get, who are you going to go with the uh, West Virginia versus Maryland game? I'm going to go with West Virginia. All right. Same here. I'm picking West Virginia. All right. So we might have to go start. <laughs> We're on the same pace. Awesome. We can't have the same score. <laughs> um, yeah, never know. Oh, we, we can get some. We'll, we'll split the swag bag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds really good. <laughs> um, all right. So next we got the five. Uh, the five C San Diego State uh University versus number twelve Charleston. Uh who do you got mm. going on this one? Uh I'm gonna go upset. I'm gonna go with Charleston. I, there's always a twelve five that uh that's upset, I feel like. So I think uh Charleston's gonna gonna take it. That's exactly what I was picking too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well all right, well moving on, Virginia or Furman then. Uh, I'm actually gonna go Furman actually over Virginia. Oh, boo! I'm going with Virginia. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's switch it up there. So now <laughs> we got we got Creighton NC State. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm gonna go with Creighton. I gotta stick with the Big East teams. I hope they uh make a huge run in this uh in this tournament. So I'm gonna go with Creighton. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, although NC State has a kid from Rhode Island on there, uh, Isaiah Miranda, who. Um, is on the team, even though I would like to see them go pretty far for him. But yeah, I get it. I think Creighton's just too good. That that um, I, I agree. They're so good. Uh, and then we got Baylor versus uh, I think that's University of California Santa Barbara, um, which it is. And so, who do you have for that? Uh, I'm gonna go with Baylor. Baylor's tough. Yeah. And um, Missouri versus Utah State. Uh, let's go, let's go Utah State. Oh, all right. I'm gonna go for Missouri for our, our uh, past guest Albert, who was who lived in Missouri and is a big Missouri fan. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Arizona, Princeton. Arizona. All right. And we'll continue with the we'll continue with the South region here, and we'll just uh we'll finish the South region and we'll move over to the Midwest. But okay. Alabama, West Virginia. 
Uh, I'm going to go Alabama. All right. And then you have Charleston versus Virginia. I have Charleston versus Furman. Who, who you got? I'm going Virginia. All right. I'm going to go Charlestown, Charleston on that one. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, Creighton versus Baylor. That's, that should be a good matchup. It should. I think uh, I, I'm going to go with Baylor. I think they're going to be a little bit too tough for Creighton. Yeah. Yep. I fully agree with you. And then the next matchup is you have Utah State versus Arizona. I have Missouri versus Arizona. Who are you picking? I'm gonna go Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. All right. So out of this, you know, I don't, I don't see much of them out in the West out there. But um, I mean, they're a two seed for a reason. So yeah, honestly, I didn't realize how good they were. To be honest with you, uh, like yeah, because like you said, I don't really stay up that late to watch the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could, I would love to. But I always, I always think of Arizona like fell fell off. But the past few years, they've been really, really good. Yeah, I know it. Um, so we'll do Alabama, and you have Virginia, and I have yep. Charleston. Um, I- I'm gonna go with Alabama. All right, and then this is a good matchup: Baylor versus Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I guess this is strictly off of off of luck but i'm gonna just go with arizona all right i think i'm gonna go baylor i think they have some good guards and good defense and we'll see what happens but yeah guard could... play is the key in march that's for sure yeah definitely all right so who do you have going to the final four in your region of this region uh i'm gonna go alabama all right same here i think they're too tough good defense they're playing they played well in the in their tournament so I think they yeah, held yeah. on to everything. All right, so let's jump to the the Midwest tournament here, okay. uh, the Midwest side of the bracket. We have Houston versus Northern Kentucky in the first round matchup. I'm going Houston. All right, and then Iowa versus Auburn. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Auburn. All right. Ah, uh, jeez, I don't know. I, I I'll go with Auburn too on that one. That one I don't. I'm I'm sure about that one. Yeah. And then Miami versus Drake. Uh, I'm going to go with Miami. All right. I'm going to go with Miami, too. Yeah. Indiana versus Kent State. I'm going to go with an upset here. Don't know one thing about Kent State, but Indiana, I don't know. I mean, just I haven't really watched much of them, but let's just go Kent State and go with a flyer here. Ah, there you go. I was going to go Kent State as well, too. I heard it. I've been watching and hearing some things that they're probably one of the best 13 seeds. So, okay, that's good that's, news then because I was just that was purely a guess. On yeah, that yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, now, the next match will be Iowa State versus Mississippi State or Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to go with the 11 seed with that one as well. Jeez. Yeah. That's tough because out of the depends who gets in because I think Pittsburgh could be Iowa State, but I'm gonna yeah. go Iowa State on this one. Uh, next up we have Xavier versus Keenshaw State. Yep, I'm gonna go Xavier. Yep, same here. And then Texas A&M versus Penn State. I'm gonna go Penn State. Penn State. I'm gonna go A&M on that one. Okay. And Texas versus Colgate. This is my biggest upset of the tournament right uh-huh. here. I'm going Colgate. Wow. All right. I'm going to go Texas. I think Colgate does have a shot. I mean, they've made it. Every, I think they made it the past three years. There's also another kid from Rhode Island on there yep. uh, that plays for Colgate. I have, I had him, I did an interview with him. I can't, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Keegan Records. Yeah. Keegan Records. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I had yeah, great. Uh, good luck to Keegan. I mean, they keep making it and they keep winning their league. So who knows? That could happen. I know. Uh, I feel like that. I feel like they have momentum going in, and uh, and and they have experience now. So I mean, who knows? Roll the table. Um, Texas had a little hiccup with their coach and stuff this year, so you just never know. Right. Yeah, you have no idea what's gonna happen. I know that's why. That's why you love March, though. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. All right. So we got Houston versus Auburn, and I think that's what you have Houston versus Auburn as well, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Houston. Houston, and then Miami versus uh Kent State. We both had that one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Miami. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kent State. I'm gonna go. Oh, another, good one. Okay. Yeah, another, another upset. Um, 
And then Iowa State versus Xavier. I'm going or, Xavier. Yeah, you had you had Pitt too, or the eleven seed there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had Colgate versus Penn State. I I had Texas versus A and M. Who did who did you uh, who'd you go with? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Penn State here. I'm gonna go Texas. So, all right. So now we're down to Houston and Miami on your end, and then, um, uh, yeah. Who do you have for that? Houston, Miami. I'm going. I'm gonna go Houston. All right. All right. I'm gonna go Houston as well too. And then, um, uh, who did you have for the second one? You had uh, I had Xavier, Penn State, and I'm going Penn. Uh, Xavier. Xavier. Okay. I'm gonna go Texas. So out of Houston versus Texas, who do you have going? I mean, um, Xavier. I have I'm Houston, sorry. Xavier. I, I'm gonna go with Xavier on that one. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah, let's get one Big East team into the uh into the <laughs> final four here. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Houston on this one. Okay. All right. So which one? So we just did the Midwest. Yep. Okay. So we'll do we'll switch it up. We'll do the West on this one. Okay. Um I think this is I think the West is a tough I think that's this is the toughest bracket. I think there's yeah. so many good teams stacked up on this side i just it's hard it's, it's really hard to pick who's going to come out of here but let's yeah. see let's see what we can do so kansas versus howard i'm going kansas all right and then number eight arkansas versus number nine illinois uh i'll go arkansas here yeah i'm gonna do the same all right st mary's versus vcu uh vcu all right, I'm gonna go St. Mary's. I think I picked too many upsets. <laughs> I know. Um. All right, Connecticut versus Iona. This one like really caught my eye. Yeah, this... I'm gonna go Iona. Are you really? Oh wow. Yeah, they got a little up tempo team. I think uh, they got my former college coach Bob Walsh with uh with Rick Pitino on the sidelines. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Iona. Uh, yeah, I, I had a hard time picking back and forth for this. I'm going with Connecticut, but it is in Albany, New York, which is like an interesting place where they're going to be playing, which is close to Iona, but also yeah, the backyard, huh? Yeah, backyard. And I think <laughs> also the same. I think well, a lot of people in Connecticut travel. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a tough matchup. That's crazy. I was shocked because I think Iona is one of the better 13 seeds, too, because they they ran they ran their uh conference like no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, T TCU versus Arizona State, or um, I think that's Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. Uh, I'm gonna go with the 11 seed there. Okay, I'm gonna go TCU. All right. And then we have Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Northwestern versus Boise State. Northwestern. All right. And then UCLA versus UNC Asheville. UCLA. UCLA. I think right. I think UCLA is gonna be a sleeper in March Madness. They they kinda got a they they kinda got hosed in the uh in the conference tournament uh the other day. So Yeah. Yeah, they I think UCLA is gonna be tough. And they lost their one of their best players too, but that kid Amari Bailey's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, yeah, that was not a charge at all. He posterized that guy. Yeah, I know. That was nuts. He didn't stick his arm out or anything. That was like a... <laughs> Put him uh, on a poster and got called for a charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, way, to, way, to lose, way to lose a conference championship game. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Can't even dunk on anyone anymore. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's crazy. Um. All right, so now Kansas... And you had Arkansas as well. So who who do you pick? Who do you pick? I'm gonna go Kansas. All right, Iona. You had Iona, uh, St. Mary's, Uh, Iona, VCU. So I'm gonna go. uh, Let's go. Let's go, Iona. All right. Wow. Yeah, I got you. UConn. Okay. Um, and then TCU versus Gonzaga. I had, and then I think you had, who'd you go with? The 11? I had ASU Nevada. I'm going to go with Gonzaga, though. Yeah, me too. And then uh, 
the second, the bottom bracket, UCLA, and then did you have Northwestern as well? Yep, I'm going UCLA. Yeah, same here. All right. All right, that leaves, you have Kansas versus Iona. I have Kansas versus UConn. Who you have coming out of that one? Kansas. I'm going Connecticut. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're just too big. I don't know. There's something. UConn there's... going into the Elite Eight, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I know. Taking a big one. <laughs> Taking a risk. I'll we'll see. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have Gonzaga, UCLA as well. Yep, UCLA. Yep. I'm gonna go with that too. All right. Final pick. You have Kansas versus UCLA. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Kansas. All right. They're always there. I'm going to go UCLA. Okay. All right. I might regret that. Moving over to the East region now. So we got yeah. number one, Purdue, versus Caroline uh, Dickinson and Texas Southern. Who do you have? Yeah, you know, this one could be a 16-1 upset. Oh, I, I agree with you on that one, too. I that's It's a uh, – Purdue is that team that – I mean, they're they're hot, but I mean, they played against their Big Ten, but I feel like every time they were at number one, they'd always lose. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. Like, I'm gonna go with Purdue, but I I might regret that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right there. I'm gonna go with Purdue as well too. Um, Memphis or Florida Atlantic? I'm gonna go Memphis. Me too. Florida Atlantic's good, but Memphis is also playing really good basketball too. They just won yeah. their conference. Duke versus Oral Roberts. This I'm going Duke. Yep. I think Duke is a pretty pretty much of a sleeper right now. Yeah. They I, didn't have the greatest season, but I think they're coming on and coming into their own. Coming alive. Yeah. I'm right I'm right there with you. I agree. Unfortunately, I don't I don't really well, I mean, Coach K is not there <laughs> anymore. So yeah. <laughs> um Tennessee or Louisiana? Tennessee. All right. The the, the storyline matchup here. We got Kentucky versus PC, Hopkins versus yep. old uh, old team. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it at home. Yeah, going PC. Go PC. Oh yeah. Yeah, same here. I'm gonna go with PC too. Um Kansas State versus Montana State. Kansas State. All right. And then Michigan State versus USC. Uh, I go Michigan State. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about. It. I didn't think you see USC was that good this year. And then Marquette versus Vermont. Marquette. Marquette. All right, all right. So I have uh, we have Purdue versus Memphis. What are you, what are you going with? I'll go with Memphis here. That's that was my pick too. I think that yeah, Memphis is going to shock them. Uh, mm-hmm. Duke, Duke versus Tennessee. I'm going Duke. Same here. I can't count on Rick Barnes. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PC versus Kansas State. PC. Marquette versus Michigan State. Marquette. Oh, Big boy. East matchup yep. in the Sweet Sixteen. I know. <laughs> All right, so we have an eight, eight seed versus five seed here in the East. Do you have Memphis or Duke? I'm going Duke. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, oh man, yeah, I'm gonna go Duke too. Um, <laughs> all right, PC versus Marquette. I'm going Marquette. I'm right there with you. <laughs> all right, Elite Eight matchup: Duke versus Marquette. Marquette. All right. So our final four. Who do you have? Who's your final four again? Alabama, Marquette, Xavier, Kansas. All right. I have Alabama, Marquette, Houston, UCLA. So who do you have in your first matchup? Alabama versus Marquette. Go on Marquette. No Marquette. Oh, man. I am also going to go Marquette as well, too. <laughs> Don't tell me, Austin. We're going with the same pick here. Uh, I, think they, I think that's good. Yeah, I think so, too. And then uh, I have you have Xavier versus UCLA. I have Xavier versus Kansas. Kansas, who do you who do you have coming out of that? I'm gonna go Kansas. 
All right. I got UCLA versus Houston. I'm going to go UCLA. Oh. Yeah. Now, pick your winner. I'm going Marquette for this one. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know, uh, I did, hard to bet against them. I don't know. They looked really good in the the Big Ten, the Big East Championship. Yeah, hard to bet against that. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think they they have. I mean, Kolick controls the game so well. Like, I think he'll it'll never get away from him. And I think when you have a guard in the setting of March Madness and, and they can control the game the way that he does. I think that's, uh, that's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully agree. I just feel like, well, like I think when John too was on our episode as well too, what he said to us was, you know, um, Marquette's ahead of schedule. Um, no one predicted them to be where they are. They are today. They're young. They don't have one senior on that team, which is also right. crazy. But they're playing such good basketball. I mean, they pretty much swept the awards in the Big East and with all their players and everything. So, I don't know. I just, like you said, I think with Kolek, but they move the ball very well. They play good basketball, all of them together. And it just, they just, they're gelling and they're playing, I don't know, playing good ball. So, I I agree. I think, I think Marquette's just going to be, be that team, be that team to watch out for, you know, so see what happens. Yeah, we will. It'll it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, to get to get any of these upsets right throughout the entire thing, and then to pick the winner. I mean, it's a it's a tall task. Yeah. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And we've had. I think I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I had a perfect bracket one time going into I think the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight, and I think George Mason upset me with UConn. I think UConn had uh ruined that perfect bracket. I mean, yeah, George Mason or ruined that perfect bracket that year. I think they had like pop mental bombs uh, yeah. or whatever that guy is. Yeah. And I'll never forgive them for it. So <laughs> but <laughs> it was a wild scene at the time. But it should be an interesting the NCAA tournament. But that's our picks. That's that's pretty much gonna be our episode. We're gonna jump into our interview with uh Coach Saunders. We have um I think we're I think coming up soon we're looking to do a live event too quick announcement i think on the 29th down at the cigar bar they have an event coming up with drew estate they're going to do some cigar wrappings if you're in the area definitely come check it out for sure um but other than that i think that's pretty much it we're gonna hop into our interview any austin anything that you want to say before we sign off here no everyone good luck with your uh with your brackets and uh hopefully hopefully we get some uh some good games to watch and some good up upsets and uh look forward to seeing everyone on march 29th for for the drew estate event and uh and we're gonna have a, a great interview with joe yeah yeah definitely all right let's get to a word from our sponsor then we're gonna hop into our interview with joe we'll see you guys next week welcome to vintage cigar lounge the place where you escape to not from a place where your cigar options are limitless a place where friends come together and bond over the finest cigars and drinks a place where your selected few can retreat to and enjoy premium cigars great conversation and your liquor of choice within the privacy of our private rooms looking for a place to escape to our doors are always open All right, ready? Ready to go. All right, on today's episode, we welcome on a very special guest. He's Coach Joseph Saunders. He is a head coach of the Expressions Elite AU basketball team for eighth grade basketball. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing doing well, doing (laughs) awesome today. You know, happy. We're in our Hawaiian shirts. We've got an event here (laughs) where we uh, film, so... Uh, and we're just hanging out. We're so happy for you to join us, and we'll continue our basketball theme this week. Absolutely, man. It's March Madness. Got to get it going. That's right. That's absolutely That's right. right. <laughs> uh, so, Coach, I'm going to start. I want to get jump into your background, and then we'll hop into the AU expressions and how you got involved with them and everything that you guys have going on there and the experiences you've had. But how did you get into basketball? What made you fall into love with the sport? Oh, man, when I was younger, my dad uh... – 
and my mom, but more so my dad pushed me to basketball and, and things like that. Like growing up in Newport, uh, Rhode Island, um, you know, I started at the Boys and Girls Club and I just had a love for it even when I was younger. And I like really loved it. Like I used to just shoot on poles and everything like that. I always had a deep love for sports, football and basketball. Um, I was a better football player, um, but I just loved the game, loved being around it, loved the competitive aspect of it and things in that forth. You got to compete and you got to play a lot like with basketball. Football is like tough. Like when I was younger, it's tough to, you know, just, you know, you work out and everything like that for football, but you only play 10 games, you know, but yeah. for basketball, you could, you could play whenever, you know, so yeah. I had a deep love for it and I love just watching it, especially college basketball. I remember growing up watching like Jay Williams and things like that, watching big Monday and, you know, and things in that for. So I just loved it as a kid, but my dad pushed me to it and my family. That's, that's awesome. Did you play for coach Saris up in Rogers or at the Newport or? I sure did. Uh, coach Saris, uh, God rest his soul. Um, he's a big mentor of mine. Uh, I played with him at, um obviously Rogers High School I graduated in 08 um I started for him for three years I won a freshman state championship too um me and Mason Choice so you know he, he was a big role model in my life kept me on the straight and narrow and really like nudged me into getting into the whole coaching aspect because I thought I would never be a coach to be honest with you that's amazing yeah amazing guy just an amazing coach and you know like you said God rest his soul and just a fantastic person overall absolutely absolutely um, so what, after Rogers, what did you, uh, you went to URI, played football, right? I went to URI and was about to play football, silly, but you know, I always get this stuff. So I want to talk <laughs> about that. And I took a detour and I didn't get into URI. So I went to CCRI, um, okay. and I went for a semester and I got into Johnson and Wales. So they go trimesters. So I went there and, and one of my good friends, um, Lamont Thomas was like, you should play here. I got there, had a two five, had the grades because I got accepted previously in high school and I didn't sign a loan on time. Uh -huh. so then, <laughs> I got a story for y'all. So I had to leave. So then I went back to CCRI. Uh, Coach Rick Harris, who's a good friend of mine, he, he redshirted me. Um, I had to wait another year. Then I played. I was a six man. Um, and I started a game, but I came off the bench with uh, Josh Perry, who's the coach there currently right now. Um, and then I went right to Rick. Like I had enough credits. I had like a three, six and I went right to Rick in 2011, 2012, because Mason choice was there who, yeah. uh, who was my best friend and had a great career there. So that, that was my twists and turns to Rhode Island <laughs> college. Yeah. Yeah. And then you ended up playing at Rick, right? I did. I played one year. Um, okay. I tore my meniscus. Um, I didn't have the year I wanted to have. I didn't get the time I wanted to get. And then um, we had a practice at, it's funny you said this, we had a practice at Providence College. And yeah. man, I, I never broke a bone. I never tore anything. I tore my meniscus and I was out um, from mid-January on. I wasn't really in the rotation. I was more of like a hustle guy, practice guy. And uh, that really set me back. That really like deterred me. Like I never, um, I never went through an injury. So I didn't know how to bounce back from it. And yeah after a while, like you start to get into it. Like if I'm not going to make money off of this, I might as well, you know, just try to further my education and get into the working world. And that's where I felt like I fell out of the love for basketball a while after that injury. Like yeah. a lot of my friends were still there and things like that. I was cool with the ball team, went to all the games and I did finish the season. I even though like um, I got injured, I finished the season and things like that. And we went to the NCAA tournament. Um, Mason and Mike Akinrola like brought us on a real nice run and we ended up losing in around the 32. Yeah. So that was my college experience, but I was there with the guys and things like that and built great relationships with coach Bob Walsh and silly too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally know how you feel about the injuries, but yeah, I was going to say, I met you that next year, right? Absolutely. Sure. did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's what I was, I was wondering <laughs> the timeline. Yeah, I was crazy. Yeah, I was throwing all the parties and, and acting all nuts and things like that, but we won't get into that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't at any of those. So. Nah, nah, you wasn't at any of those. Thank God. <laughs> and so you said you fell in love with basketball for a little while. What made the change for you to decision to get into coaching and like to get back into the love of the sport? Yeah, man. Um, so I was in Providence from 
2008, 2009, um, even when I was at CCRI, all the way until about 2015. And I didn't, funny you say that, I'll start with this. Like, I didn't really come back home a lot to Newport. Um, and like, I started to go through some, go through some things. I had to find myself really. And um, I had my own apartment. I just didn't know where I wanted to go in life and things like that. My brother, Jordan Neves, would always be like, Joseph, you got a coach, you got a coach, you got a coach. And my friend Lamont Thomas would have clinics um, when he was home from playing um, overseas. And I would do them and things like that for the love of the game. And I'd work as camps, but I didn't, I wasn't like in the basketball business like that. I was trying to find myself. And I was like, you know what? It's time to go home. Like it, it, it was time to go home in 2015. And I moved back and even getting back into Newport, like I had to find myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, the community was, uh, did, you know, I would say did right by me and things like that. I got a job as a paraeducator at Thompson Middle School, um, and I'm currently still there. I started in 2015, and my coach at the time, Jared Canini, um, was like, you should take over. And I was like, eh, I don't want to. And then yeah. I started getting my love back and things like that. I started being around the kids, and and it, it was tough for me. If you play basketball, you think you can coach, right. and you think you yeah. know everything. And I didn't know what the heck. Just because you play, don't mean you know X's and and it was it was a culture shock in 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 that aspect. And I had I had to find myself in that. And Coach Saris, uh, Coach Canini, my brother kept saying, "Coach, Coach," and I was like, "Okay." And from there, it just got the ball rolling. I got so like people would say, "Oh, you can't coach, can't do this," and that fueled me. And I I wanted to get better at it. And I always say, "You win with good players," but. I wanted to get better at it and start studying my craft and things like that. So that's that's what got the ball rolling into me coaching. So. That's, gotcha. that's awesome. That's that's such a cool story. And that's awesome that you're able to get like jump back into it. It's funny yeah. that the guys that you mentioned too, like uh, Lamont Thomas, who does great things for the community too, as well, like around everything. It's it's cool that those and then Coach Harris, obviously, but like push you right back into it and help you guide you into it. Absolutely. It's it's a small basketball circle in Rhode Island. It's like everybody yes. knows everybody. <laughs> yeah. like, even look at me and silly, like if I so I'm like today it's like it's love he's a rick guy i'm a rick guy that's just the way we do you know so yeah it's just a small basketball community it definitely is and for for the viewers out there if you don't know joe he's the personality this guy's got is unbelievable <laughs> i mean he can go into a room and just light it up so um th those kids are definitely lucky to have you at thompson i mean they they i'm sure they're appreciative of you and i know the work ethic that you put in so it's awesome to see that the love is back and and that you've navigated to to give back to the community that raised you. I think that's one of the greatest things that we can do as former athletes. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank God, definitely. Yeah. So you're you're at Thompson. So you're coaching middle school at Thompson. But what led you to you know Expressions Elite, the AAU team? Like, how did you get involved with them? Um. Oof. So. <laughs> Good question. So <laughs> my my family, my uncle, who my cousin uncle, you know, out of respect, um, he started the expressions uh clothing stores and sneaker yep. stores um in about 95 and it blossomed, really started blossoming even in uh 2003. And that is my family member, and he had about 40 stores all over New England. So my uncle in 2008 wanted to uh find a way of giving back. And he only knew how to give back with uh, with basketball. That was his passion and his love. And um, a lot of people, like even through this, I, I forgot when you guys were asking me these questions, would be like, why don't you? I would go on trips with my uncle and things like that because he's tight. He's like my second dad. And I'd go to the EYBL and I see all these big names, Marvin Bagley and things like that. And he'd be like, nephew, you should coach. I'd be yeah. like, nah, I don't want to. I just want to go on the trips. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just want to party. <laughs> so, so fast forward to 2015. I coach at Thompson and then I get this group of kids in the community. Now it's like the, the, the spring. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the middle school team and put them in like zero gravity tournaments and let's just play. Yeah. And the kid who jump started this for me was a kid named Benny Hurd, who was like good, like yeah, around. Yeah. around. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, a, a that's like my God, like my godson. That's how close me and his father are. And um, I saw him play. And his uncle would be like, man, I'm telling you, you should get him on expressions. I'm like, eh, I don't know if he's that good. And then he like scored like 40, 50 on me. And Trev, 
And I said, you know, I'm gonna build this team around him. And my uncle saw us play, and we didn't. He wasn't big in the middle school. He just cared about the high school. And he yeah. saw him play, and he saw my team, and we weren't that good. But he saw a couple pieces that could help. And he goes, you know what? Why don't you guys just play in this tournament and and just have these expressions uniforms? Who cares, nephew? You, I'll get you in the tournament for free. <laughs> so I tell all the kids, and they're excited. So we go to Boston. We go like two and one. We had like Colin Moraes. We had a couple kids that could play. And yeah. Benny was just like cooking. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing coaching. I was just giving him the ball. We're getting pressed. <laughs> Killing. So my uncle's like, yeah, man, just, you know, who cares? You know, it's not going to be nothing. Just take these uniforms. It's been fair game after that. We oh, just been rolling. He set me up. Yeah, yeah, that is great. That's awesome. Yeah, Benny's such a great was a great player in high school. I remember him, and they would always win at Portsmouth. I think he won back to back titles at Portsmouth. Yeah, uh, he was he, he he made it look real easy. Um, and even in AAU, like he played sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade EYBL. And all of my kids, for the most part, ninety five percent of them repeat in the eighth grade. Yeah, because like like they do because they go to prep schools, yeah. and also that um. You know, the level is is different. You know, yeah. even like made hoops, it's like the junior EYBL. He never did that. <laughs> like he went like straight to the EYBL and like, yeah. like you're playing against like Amani Bates and stuff like that. And he's starting and holding his own. Yeah. And then like yeah. we got into COVID and he wanted to focus more on football. But like I me personally, as feel for the game, I haven't saw too many that I've coached, not any, with his feel for the game. He was remarkable. But he, him, Kamali, who's at um URI um, and a couple others really kickstarted a lot for me and changed my life doing it. So shout out that's to them. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's is a, awesome. That's amazing. <clears throat> um, take us through how, how your practices go as an expressions coach. Wars. <laughs> yes, I've seen them. Yeah. Like, 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 I mean, all out right now we blossom, thank God, into we have three eighth grade teams. We have our, our top made hoops team. We have the younger eighth grade team that didn't repeat. And then we have a third team called the white team. So black, the black team, the red team, and the white team. We all practice together. There's about 35 kids. We run it militant. <laughs> like, if you don't have your practice jersey, you're crab walking. Like, we start off silly just like Rick. Um, Three-man weave, uh, three-on-two, two-on-one, Celtic drill. And then we go on a shell drill for like 40 minutes. And we just preach man to man. We my kids can blitz screens. They can hard hedge. They can drop coverage. We can switch. We can play two three three two. With like I think the the misconception is AAU teams don't practice. Like yeah. we practice three times a week. That's a lot for AAU teams. Sometimes yeah. next week we're, try, we're practicing four. Like I value that in the teaching, I, and I need to get better at that in teaching. But yeah. like all out wars. If you want your minutes, you're going to have to come in. And there's no sugarcoating anything. You know silly with me. So there's a lot oh, yeah. of <laughs> F-bombs and things like that, unfortunately. But thank God, you know, the parents trust me and things like that. So yeah. it's just getting them battle tested and really teaching them how to play. We've got 27 sets. And you have to oh, know wow. them when you're not playing. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's valuable. Yeah. That's super valuable to have parents buy into that. Totally. Nowadays. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, so all out, lucky. all out, just getting it in. And like we practice tomorrow at Longplex in Rhode Island from about eight o'clock to close to 10. And if you're not on time, boy, like you could lose your spot, like everything. It's, it's just not babying yeah. them. Like usually the misconception is also that AU kids are coddled and we knock that right out of you. Old yeah, school yeah. jerseys, everything. Like it's just not giving people this and that. It's really teaching them and earning the, like making sure they earn everything they get. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I mean, I've been to a couple of, I've been to your practice tour. Coach Mitchner had invited me up to go check it out. And it was nuts. So it was just nonstop (laughs) movement. I keep going, all this stuff. It was, it was awesome, awesome to watch. I mean, but but you've caught, you've coached and you've taught some of like some great players. I mean, you obviously had the the opportunity to coach one of the top players in the country who's number one in his grade, AJ Bonista, but you also have Evan Michener Jr. that you coached. And, you know, what's it like to, you know, get these guys developed, you know, and maybe someone who is ranked number one, not to give, like, get them level, not, not get a bit big head maybe as well too. Um, I think the big thing is you have to recruit the parents as hard as you recruit the kids. 
right. and tell him that this is a process like AJ's dad. You take AJ Debonsa, he was the number one ranked eighth grader last year. And I hope when ESPN comes out with their rankings for the terrific 25, he's number one or he'll be number two. It's looking like he'll be number one. He's going to Team USA um, Final Four weekend. But to answer your question, me and his father developed a relationship during COVID. And AJ was weak. He was 5'11". He was in the seventh grade. He he was underdeveloped, didn't know how to win. He was a kid, like all kids that you, you're trying to teach them. His father, my uncle sat down with him as a program director and pretty much said, Jojo, and with his trainer, Brandon Ball and Coach Dexter, you guys here, let's help this kid because he has natural ability. And I was like the mean guy. And I told his dad, listen, Ace, this is what we got a plan for. Just sit back and just ups and downs, trust us. And he did. And he's the best parent I've ever had to deal with. Never said nothing. I've kicked him out of practices when they've had to drive 25 minutes of practices. I I benched him for two weeks. We've taken his phone. Like parents would be ballistic, but that's exactly why where he is. Now, obviously you need talent and he's ultra talented. Same thing with Ev, the belief, the parents have to just step out of the way and let your kids struggle. And that's fine as adults, we struggle. And I think that's the biggest thing, even though to a lot in this area, Rhode Island, New England, these are high level kids. But if you don't knock that entitlement out of them, look at Imani Bates. I mean, he's going to be a second round pick. You go from being the number one kid, like seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. And now you talking about you're a second round pick to undrafted. You just don't know where your career could go. And I think it starts with the parents trust in the coach and the player believing in them and making sure they're not entitled to anything. So that's, that's my big thing. I love it. I love it. That's, that's a fantastic way to go about it, especially when you're dealing with high level talent, but also just having that meeting with those parents. I think that's the the biggest thing, especially nowadays, I think is parents having to trust the coaches and stuff like that. Huge, huge. And I, and and I still, I still struggle with parents. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about these college? I mean, your kid's 13. He doesn't have no college offers. I mean, he can barely dominate a grade. What are you talking about? And, that? And, and sometimes I just shake my head and I say, you know what? Everybody loves a kid and yeah. you just can't take it personal. But sometimes, man, I'd be like, what the heck is wrong with you guys? Yeah, yeah. That's my whole thing. It's got to be tough to navigate it. But I mean, obviously you're doing a great job with that and, as long as the parents keep buying in, I think you're, you're, you'll continue to have success with that, obviously. Yeah, God willing, you still need talent, I always say. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, they keep buying in. True. <laughs> yeah. What um? So going into these AAU tournaments, have you started tournaments yet? Have we started? Yeah. We go year-round. Our middle school, shoot, we play like 36 tournaments a year. Like, we wow. don't stop. The EYBL, it's funny you say that. I got kids coming up that I got three kids out on prep school break staying with me right now. And I got another one on its way up as we speak. EYBL starts rolling on in the spring. So now that starts going, but middle school, we go year round. We don't stop. No, but spring is like the spring. Spring is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you prepare against teams that you may not have faced before or as far as like footage or um, film on them? How do you prepare? We have with the Made Hoops, it's like the junior EYBL and Chad Babel, who's like the number one consultant and runs Made Hoops, works for the EYBL. So yeah. he has Baller TV um, where everybody yeah. can stream the games. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, man, I already did my scouting report for next week already on four four teams. I watched three games a piece and three, game, three games on each team. And prior to that, another three. So I know their mother's sets. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and I'll call out the sets of the kids and we'll game plan. And, you know, with technology, a lot of people, like even if we're playing locally, like my top team plays up locally 10th grade and my second team plays up locally 9th grade and my third team plays 8th, I'll go on YouTube and just look up because a lot of the parents just put it on YouTube and I'll scout them. I scout every single team we play. So we prepare for everything. Try it. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. That's a lot of work. And that, that's a lot. That's a lot. Everything. So you, you coach the middle school team at Thompson, but you also do this too. So you're, you're really busy. 
Yeah, sometimes like like in the middle school season when I'm at Thompson, I'm coaching four teams at one time. So I'm leaving Thompson practice from 4.15 to 5.45, get on the road and get up to Braintree by 7 on the money. That's where we're, we're stationed like predominantly at, sometimes we're at Longplex. And I do that three, four times a week. Jeez. Yeah, that's nonstop. Do you sleep at all? <laughs> no. And I, and I have trained, like I train like 30, 35 kids. Oh my God. I run my own camps and everything like that. So it's nonstop. I'm in the total basketball business. I love yeah, it. Yeah. That's awesome. It seems like it. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Definitely got the love back. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, silly. <laughs> this this weekend, this championship weekend up for Made Hoop session that's the uh the 18th um coming up. So what are you looking forward to, you know, get being there in Pennsylvania? What do you look forward to do? Well, I'm coaching uh, our top two teams. Um, God willing, we win it like we did last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we have the same exact record as last year. Uh, we lost this year the same exact session as last year, but with two totally different teams. I had some real Greyhounds as wings. We play a little bit slower this year, more smash mouth team, kind of like my style. So the biggest thing is just telling them, just take one game at a time, figure a way out to win. Um don't change what got us here. Make plays and have fun and play loose. And if it's not your game and you find a way to win, the good thing is you get another game. So take it one game at a time and remember, like I told them, don't put pressure on yourself. Of course I want to win. Of course you guys want to win. But this is only the beginning. This is really the start of AU. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't, like this isn't the end all be all. Like my parents, oh, it's not the end all. It's eighth grade. This is just the start. Of course we want to win. Of course, like we have all the morale and we're prepared. Let's just have a ball and just play loose and, you know, and just take one game at a time and we'll be fine for both of my groups. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm worried, but if, 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 if you're tight as a coach, the, the kids will see it. So that's yeah. my whole thing. Win the whole thing for both. Yeah. So how, how does it feel? What I should say, what's the feeling that you get from seeing your kids succeed once they kind of graduate from you? Them making EYBL, making the ninth grade, and, and it's totally different from it. It's yep. totally different in preparing them and making sure they're not entitled and they're prepared to practice. It's not boo-boo, my knee hurts, and this. Just making sure they're mentally ready and they know how to help winning basketball, even if it's not their day. So that's my success story. And hoping they... My job's to develop, and not every kid's going to make it to 17s, but at least get three to four that make it. Because, you know, some kids speak early, some kids are a little bigger, some kids lose the love. I can only control what I can control, and that's my effort in getting them better. Like I tell the parents, they go, well, Joe, it's a little different when you get up there. Yeah, you're getting a little older. Now it's your job to take it to the next level for your kid. Like I always tell the parents, I stay, you go. So if yeah. you don't reap the benefits of all these games and all year round, you know, it could be hard for your kid and realize that your kid's role is going to change every year. Maybe not AJ's, maybe not um, Jalen Harrell, maybe not Jason, like star studded guys. And that's fine. Your job's just like the reality of it. Not a, any of them really are going to make it to the NBA. You pray that they all do. Let's just get them to college. They know their role and use basketball to get you your degree and things in that force. So that that's what I try to tell them. But you know, some listen, some don't. So you just do the best you can and try to develop them for the long haul of, of getting better with the program and really playing a lot of man. That's what my uncle wants. So that yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's awesome. That's, that's great that you're able to do that. Um, and I guess we want to kind of jump, I know you do a lot of basketball and all this stuff, but like, we want to know what, what's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball? Like when, when do you have time to do anything else? <laughs> Well, there's a St. Patty's Day parade in Newport tomorrow. I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> I'm just nah, I'm just playing. Um, uh, I'm a homebody for the most part, but I got a lot of friends, and I feel like my friends uh, get on me. Oh, you're you're here, you're there, and I gotta go visit people and things like that. So, like, I got friends in Newport, Portsmouth, in Middletown. I make sure I I find some time to go hang with them and just kick kick back and relax, but. 
everything's basketball for me. If, if I'm not with basketball, I'm usually just with my daughters just chilling, man. And I, I pretty much took on two kids we got over from Expressions. My uncle did. I do their day-to-day from Africa. So I'm always in the gym. I'm kicking back and I'm just trying to, you know, ease down and slow down and just, you know, just cool out. I love the Sopranos in the yeah, wire. Yeah, yeah. That's really on my free time. What I do, man, I'm I'm just chilling. Like tonight, I watch basketball, but like, I, I just like just relaxing, like totally, you know, I'll go see yeah. my boys out. So I'm playing Jane. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely well-deserved to yeah. relax after going 24-7 all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, silly. You know me. That's me, though, brother. I can't sit down straight. I know. I know that. I know that. Um, so we are part of the Golf News RI network, right? So uh, have you been on the links lately or is that? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah? A little bit. You got to have, we got to start a, uh, like an expressions fundraiser golf tournament. Listen, we would love that. We would love that now. Don't get me. I'll get my Tiger Woods out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. We'll help you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll have to totally, set it up for totally. sure. I, I would love to, man. I would love to. I don't. I, I know um, the ball will be, you know, in one of those little lakes, but I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's all right. It's all about having fun. and uh, for a good cause. Yeah, yeah. We'll help you. Absolutely. We'll help you to totally. Get that going. Totally. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. I think we should get that going with you. We'll get you out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm game. I'm game. Uh, all right that sounds good all right. um and uh joe i know march Madness is around the corner and mm-hmm. when this comes out the brackets will be out um but we gotta ask you do you have a pick or a favorite that you think that's gonna win it all i got my i got my bracket starting i'm just letting y'all know i, oh, I, do, really? a pool. I do a pool but i don't know i, I duke's playing well we'll see tonight um my pick is Kansas. Too tough. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> Too tough. Physically, just – but, you know, Bill Self's out. You never know. But I think, he'll, you know, God will knock on wood. He'll be back. But I got Kansas to the physicality. They, they set the pace. Grady Dick hits shots. And well, they play big boy ball. But I, I say Kansas right now. Yeah, that's, that's a great pick. Yeah, I yeah, can't go wrong with that. They, they look yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well – well, thanks, Coach, for so much for joining the show. We really appreciate your time and everything. It's been a lot of fun. Good luck uh, th- this weekend on the 18th, and have have a lot of fun. And good luck to you guys. And we'll be we'll have to talk about that expressions uh, tournament golf tournament. Hey, man, you know I'm winning it, but I appreciate you guys having <laughs> me on. And uh, expressions everywhere. You know, always spread the word. Um, yeah. But thank you guys so much. Of course, yeah, no thanks, problem. Man. I appreciate it. Nice seeing you. You too. <laughs>